Hey guys, so if you're watching this back now or listening to it on a podcast, it will be a pre-recorded chat with myself and Maria. Um, so as you know from the little sort of pre-glimpse um, that I gave you on the Facebook group, I've been working with Maria for a while now. She's a long-term client. Um, actually got on stage last year at Pure Elite in celebration of her 50th birthday, which is amazing. Um, and we've since transitioned into a growing phase with the aim of getting back on stage a few times this year. Um, competing was a positive process as far as I know, <laughs> for Maria. Um, so she she loved it. And um, yeah, it's just kind of enhancing her, her fitness goals, giving her something to work towards as well. Through that process, she's been navigating um, the menopause through hitting her fitness goals. Um, and the reason why I wanted to get her to talk to you guys today is that I know it will be um, helpful for a handful of you now, because there's a handful of you that are going through the same thing. Um, however, I think as of someone in my 20s, it's important for us to talk about because half of the population are going to go through this at some point, but it's just not spoken about. So I think it's really important that when we are thinking about our life in general, we've kind of got oversight of this and we're talking about it from, from early on because we talk about all the other things when we go through school and all this and how our body changes. It's just not something that's addressed in in culture so I think the more that we talk about it and the more that we make it kind of normality to have this kind of dialogue the easier it comes when it does come around whatever age you are um for you to, to navigate that situation and not feel like you're alone because I know a lot of people do do feel quite stumped as to how they can get control of their body back so um so yeah I am going to hand over to Maria and she's going to talk you through a bit of her journey so far um and her experiences so far and then we're going to go through some questions so welcome Hello, hello everyone. Uh, yes, uh, so I suppose that my menopause journey, do you want me to start with menopause Charlie or fitness um, or? I mean, either or, kind of talk, talking through kind of, I guess, what came first and at what point and just sort of chronologically, if you like. So I have always been interested in fitness, but I started going regularly to when it opened in the end of 2017 um, and I was doing some classes and getting really into it and enjoying it but I wasn't really progressing the way that I wanted to so um, I knew that you had worked there Charlie and so I got in touch with you and we've been working together for quite a while now um, and I think that I just really enjoy the process of weight training resistance training um and i really enjoyed the competition last year because as you say it gives you something to work towards something to aim for for all the hard work um and i also think that the resistance training and the fitness has also helped with my menopause symptoms okay, amazing so at what point do you feel like they kind of overlapped so it's really hard, I think, for women to establish when their perimenopause symptoms start because looking back now, I can see that for me, they started in my, maybe when I was about 43, 44. Okay. Um, and perhaps think that you're a bit young then to be going through it and your friends aren't talking about it then. Um, and it's a, they're very subtle changes and they happen over such a long time that I think you're not aware that things have changed or that you attribute them to other causes. So for me, I think that I started to feel more anxious than perhaps I naturally would as a person and a bit more irritable, maybe a bit more short tempered. 
and you explain it away as things that are happening in your personal life or you know having young kids and being busy stressed um but then i think through lockdown i noticed more symptoms i started to have the night sweats um which was really unusual for me because i'm always cold so i was thinking this is weird that i'm suddenly really really hot so um the night sweats and also things like the brain fog where you'll be talking to somebody and then you just can't think of the next word that's meant to come in your head and uh again you put it down sometimes you can put it down to i'm just a bit tired or i'm a bit stressed um and i think it's only from talking to friends of a similar age and piecing it together that you realize what the symptoms mean what they all mean obviously the obvious symptom is that your periods change so they become a bit more erratic you might go two or three months without having one or uh, for some friends they become very very heavy like out of control heavy Um, and then I've had other friends with symptoms like aching joints or um, people feel that they're depressed and often the doctor will put them on antidepressants when it's not that it's the menopause so there's a whole range of symptoms that are involved with this yeah 100 i think again what you just touched on there is like it looks different for everyone i think the biggest thing and we see this when it either comes to menopause or cycles in general um or like knowing our hormonal health is to know what's normal for you i think is the biggest the biggest thing and then like you say you you know if it's a couple of things here or there you can be like okay i can attribute that to this that the other but you know if things are maybe starting to compound and you're thinking i don't feel like myself anymore um and like you say the biggest sign for a lot of people is is the bleed because that's the most tangible thing because you're thinking right i can see that this is changing i can feel that the pains are changing or whatever but actually we, it can be easy to, I guess, bat all the other things off and attribute it to different things. But when you realise, like you said, if you actually look back at where that maybe started, um, that actually it could have been that kind of slow mountain build-up of things starting to to change internally. So I think something that we can do from whatever age you are is, is be clued up on your hormonal health and know what's important, for, know what's important, know what's normal for you. And that's going to stand you in good stead for any hormonal changes, let alone sort of further down the line. I think the more norm that you know, the more you know your body, the quicker you're able to react to things changing as well and seek that extra help if you need it. Um, you mentioned about like night sweats and stuff like that and obviously feeling a little bit uh, low and, and irritable. Um, so how, how do you feel like, if you think about you, the ex- symptoms that you experienced, how do you think that that affected you um, in terms of kind of you keeping yourself healthy and like your fitness related goals and things like that? Do you feel like your menopause symptoms affected that at all? because part of the problem is that you feel quite well as i did i've certainly friends i've spoken to you feel quite flat um it's really hard to explain um the feeling it's a bit like disinterested less interested in things than you used to be but again it's very very subtle and it comes on very slowly so you almost don't quite realize that that is how you feel um but yes it's hard because um sometimes training is hard because you um don't feel in the right frame of mind for it you might feel a bit flat or a bit tired or um you you, you know i suppose for some women if they're having a heavy bleed that might put them well mm-hmm. um but um and uh, also i think i felt that um i wasn't quite seeing the gains that i 
would hope to because of course it's so much harder at my age to get the tissue on than it is for younger women so sometimes it's hard because you feel like you're working really 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 hard but not quite getting the results for it yeah and if you are already feeling a little bit flat I guess that can kind of compound that a little bit um when you are the days that you are really showing up and you are wanting to see the results from that as well um and I think an important thing here as well you've touched on obviously feeling flat um and if we look at kind of the age that this happens like yeah on a physiological level it is a little bit tougher to gain tissue down the line I think this is why resistance training becomes even more important because this is where we start to see things I guess um like muscle breakdown happening a little bit more so even just without competing without fitness related goals and just general health that's where resistance training becomes even more important to just keeping a healthy body um because we are more likely to break muscle muscle tissue down when we get to a certain age um and you obviously touched on there um what's my train of thought completely lost my train of thought should have been noting things down as you're talking um yeah that you obviously when you feel a little bit flat and you can't show up and it's important that when we're talking about obviously going through the menopause and having a goal as well that it is that space between say just like when we have a period it's not the menopause or the period that directly affects a result it's the menopause or the period or whatever hormonal change that changes your behavior and it's the behavior change that affects the results so just exactly as you said like it's not you going through the menopause that is slowing things down it's you maybe thinking oh i don't i'm not feeling it today and you give it 80 percent whether you would have usually been given it 100 um and it's all of those times compounded that you showed up at 80 percent that maybe slows progress down as well on top of obviously the age point that this happened um and i just touched on when you said about the night sweats the reason i picked that up is because i know couple of people here that would have like disturbed sleep and things like that and again the knock-on effect there that if you are waking up in the middle of the night sweating where you wouldn't have had disturbed sleep in the past that can affect energy levels um throughout the day which then can then affect obviously how hard you push with training cardio general need level as well active and also your hunger regulation as well so i think it's important to see how it's the the behaviors and how it makes you feel and then how we then act on that but i think again if we build up this self-awareness as much as possible you are i think built up a good awareness of okay i know i feel like that because i think i know what's going on now so it kind of makes it a little bit easier to go okay i can give the best that i can in this situation and being compassionate to yourself in that sense um but when um so obviously what i wanted to move on to was obviously your choice to you to start hrt um and i remember distinctly when you talk about feeling flat then i remember you saying to me i feel like myself again and i and you those words you said to me i didn't realize this was happening until i went on to hrt balanced my hormones and thought i feel like myself um so can you tell us a little bit more about um about that and how you sort of opened that dialogue with your gp yeah so i'd been in the back of my mind for a while but with lockdown and it being impossible to see the doctor i think that i put it off and I had a, few, a couple of friends who are a couple of years older than me who had started it and were saying how great it was and how brilliant they were feeling and I was thinking yeah 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 put that on my to-do list I will get round to it and then I think that it was um, I, I think I just thought do you know what what is there to lose I might as well just try it because if I try it and I think oh that's rubbish or I don't feel great I can just 
stop it. It's not a big deal even. And I thought maybe you don't need to feel in the depths of despair to try it. Maybe you can, we can just give it a go feeling just a little bit off. So I filled in a, um, an e-consult form with the doctor. Um, and I was quite, I think I was quite direct about what it was that I wanted. I wasn't really asking for advice about what I should have. I was sort of saying, I, I think this is what I need. Anyway, I had a conversation with the doctor and um, I was prescribed um, progesterone tablets and estrogen gel. So it's obviously, it's the same um, hormones that you would take in a combined pill. Um, it's very similar to taking that really, I think. Um, so the progesterone is important for women who have a womb and who are still bleeding because the estrogen causes the womb lining to build up. So that has to be shed as in like a period. So, um, uh, some of my friends have a coil in a progesterone emitting coil, so they don't need to take the tablet, but for me, I'm taking the tablet, which is fine. So my routine is that I um, put the gel on my shoulders in the morning, that's the estrogen gel. And then at night when I'm going to bed, I take the progesterone tablet for 25 days and then I have a five day break and then have a, have a bleed. So um, when I, but I remember um, going into the doctor ringing me and saying, you just need to come in and have your blood pressure checked. And then yes, you can have this prescription. I went in and had a blood pressure checked, got the prescription. And I remember putting the estrogen on that night and going to bed and taking the progesterone and waking up the next morning and immediately just feeling better, just feeling more myself, brighter, happier, just more on it, just like I had done when I was a younger woman, just, you know, more energy, just a bit more vibrant and interested in things. That flat ugh, feeling had just lifted just in one day with one dose yeah that's amazing and you know what if even if the first couple of days were a placebo effect it still worked while it built <laughs> up you know like this is the thing with placebo, <laughs> placebo it's like if it makes you ch change how you feel it works <laughs> um so like and obviously now you're in a really good rhythm with that aren't you like you you really kind of vouch for the, the process that you've been through um through your personal experience so far um and i think the important thing to um to mention here in terms of like hrt is realistically like in layman's terms if you imagine before you obviously have a have a period you kind of flatline and your hormones are at a certain level and then obviously when we reach the menopause we start to drop off again and, and basically hrt plugs that gap um is the way of thinking about it so whether you've had this dip and you're starting to experience all these emotions and feelings and changes in your body the hrt is basically fixing that space to bring your hormones back to that level again of where you felt like you say you where you felt good as a younger woman so kind of replicating where your hormones were at that time um and interestingly the reason I think for me that I want to kind of talk about this a little bit more and particularly positive experiences like the one that you've had is that I tend to find that when people, I guess, currently going through this are hearing about HRT or co contemplating it, there's a lot of um, 
people seem very scared of it. Like there's a lot of controversy around it. It isn't really spoken about. Like you say, you reached out to the GP and you in a very direct way, you know, but not everybody is that confident to even start that conversation. Um, why, why is it that you think, so obviously I'm coming at it from a completely different way. Um, why is it that you think that women at an age, a menopausal age now are so afraid of HRT? Oh, my oh. goodness. Sorry. Here you are. I think I need to. Uh, um, so I think that uh, part of the problem is that with women, I think from, from people that I've spoken to, there seems to be um, uh, women who are have been frightened by that previous study that connected taking HRT to increased links with breast cancer. Um, I think that as certainly from my age we were younger women when that study came out and that's just been in your head that it's not good that it's risky and um, that's all been that has been disproved now and that there is tiny tiny risks associated with taking hrt in fact it's so much better for your health because it reduces your risks of heart disease and osteoporosis um you know it, it is it is beneficial for you but i do think that that still exists in people's mind that maybe it's a bit risky it's a risky thing to take um, I also think that um, some people are they don't like to think about taking it because it's almost like that admits being old or oh, I've reached this stage in my life so they think oh I don't really want to start talking about that or think that I'm ready for that because it's like admitting that that I'm, I'm past it and that, and that this is what I need um, and then I think another reason, and I think this was, I suffered from this partly, was I think that I thought for a while, <clears throat> oh, do you know what, I'm, I'm tough enough to get through this. I'm all right. Yeah, I'll be okay. I'll just plow on through. I, I don't need any help. Um, but now that I've had the help, I think, wow, I would be crazy to try and do that without the support yeah. and it, it seems so it's you know if we were deficient in any other hormone we wouldn't even hesitate about going to the doctor and taking the medication exactly and i think it's like you say the whole like you know i'm tough enough to get through it but and it's the same thing when we talk about dieting or anything else that is kind of putting a strain on us i guess or taking a little bit from our lives that the idea isn't that you just get through it you don't just survive you want to thrive so there's, there's a difference there and you know if you think about the difference in yourself and actually at the the knock-on effect of that so like you say whether that is just showing up for yourself for the goals that you've set for yourself or being you know present with your kids or you know not snapping at your partner like all of these little things that don't occur when you regulate this that actually how much that enhances your life and you know you get one life at the end of the day like we want to thrive as much as we can through that um so I think, obviously, I'm, I can only empathise with that feeling. I, I think I definitely would empathise with that second point that you made of you. It kind of brands you as well. I'm in this bracket now. Like the one that got me at my age was, do you remember when the over 25s and X Factor used to be considered the old people? And then, you know, do you know what I mean? And then you get over the 25s and you think, I remember thinking you're old. Like there's these little milestones you've got in your head where you think, oh, my God, like that's. I've reached that now so I think another that another milestone like that like you say it's almost like admittance isn't it and um I think if you, you know what you wouldn't even have to tell anybody about it just you can just be living your best life privately and know that you're doing the best thing for yourself 
regardless of kind of what what anybody else would think um obviously you mentioned about the study with um breast cancer which i i seem to think is kind of an overriding thing that people kind of think of first when they think of hrt um and obviously there is still some cases with some conditions and some diseases that the doctor won't let you go on to it but obviously knowing your medical background the gp will know that and will advise that for you so i think the big thing here is opening up that dialogue with the gp and if if you are the right um patient for it they will advise it and if you're not for any reason they will tell you you're not but to allow you to have that conversation with the gp and make that decision together rather than you know using old old research and like you say research is changing all the time um and we've got to remember that the combined pill is linked to breast cancer as well um and we all grew up taking the combined pill so you know we've got to kind of be i guess open-minded and just have have the conversations and you know the gp will tell you if there is something that you you should need to know about it that's relevant to you um but well, that's a good point that you touched on as well of kind of the osteoporosis and things like that like any time that we are deficient in a hormone particularly estrogen deficiency like that affects our body in so many ways um from when our estrogen drops in regard to menopause or just loss of a menstrual cycle for like people when they've been dieting the depression the skin hair nails issues um the the osteoporosis issues you are more linked to more at risk of having brittle bones of fractures of all of this because of a deficiency in estrogen so um i think the one thing that sounds scary your gp will be able to tell you if that's applicable to you or not but for the possible potential health benefits and also your quality of life um i think it's it's always worth opening up that that dialogue and i think you're kind of a a good kind of example of that yes and also because uh gps don't get an awful lot of training on menopause in their uh, medical training so i think it is worth having doing a bit of research um, looking into it yourself and having an idea of what you want because um, I don't think that it's something that's of a huge priority sometimes to GPs um, and I, I think because it's um, it's a fairly it's fairly new in the yeah, well in life that women are living so long in a menopausal state because if you think a hundred years ago probably women were only a few years menopausal and, and then they died naturally that was whereas now women are living years menopausal so mm -hmm. there's there needs to be more um treatments and talk about treatments available for them yeah and i think like i don't want to sound like a massive rage oh i am a feminist but not like a raging feminist here but like the the fact of the matter is because it affects women it isn't researched as much like that's mm -hmm. the fact of the matter um and there isn't much money behind the research we're not researching it we're not finding more out about it therefore we can't create treatments for it it's not being taught as much to gps because it's not really a priority um and that's the sad fact of the matter that there isn't much research behind women's health but like you say hopefully as women are living longer and it takes women speaking up and saying we don't want to just survive we want to actually live our lives um and when we kind of speak up and put that pressure on people then it puts the pressure on for this research to be happening because we're saying there's an issue um which i guess hasn't really happened before so it is all 
what's crazy is that you know it's 2022 but it, it is still a really new concept relatively to to be considering um but an exciting one in the sense that there are some really good potential treatments out there that will suit a large number of people um that could really have a massive positive effect on their life and like you say it's not you know people coming into this at mid 40s sometimes and that's young like that is really really young and you know you could live to, to 96 it's a massive chunk of your life that you still want to be doing the best that you can for, for your health and your quality of life so yeah it's it's huge um i'm just gonna cover our little points here just look at my phone i'm worried it's going to die no go ahead So what would you um what would you say then if you're thinking about obviously you mentioned it when you took the HRT for the first time and you woke up the next day and you felt a bit more like yourself again. How would you say then if you're thinking about that in relation to the goals that you set for yourself? Obviously we were did you start it on prep? I think No, no, it was um, I started it in September. Yeah. So it was I was through the competition through the summer and that's when I started. After your holiday um and I, I obviously I distinctly remember like you going through that process and how much you were just like I feel great and you were showing up for training you were training hard did do you feel like it had a positive effect on your kind of fitness goals directly yes absolutely I really do and I think that probably that was the deciding factor in making me contact the doctor the day that I did I think I thought it might help me with my fitness goals. Let's give it a go. Um, but yes, certainly it, I have more energy, um, more focus, more strength. Um, and because I'm seeing more results, that sort of feeds back into wanting to train harder yeah. uh, and be better. So yeah, it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole positive cycle. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, and you're very, you're good at you're someone that sees the bigger picture quite a lot like we talk about it in relation a lot to competing don't we like that you're very much kind of go with the process and see kind of the long-term effects of things and how it all fits together and we talk about it in relation to when your training gets better and your posing gets better for the stage and how they complement each other and it's just part of this bigger web um of, of, of this massive jigsaw of pieces and as you say, it's kind of like the knock-on effect of, well, if I'm showing up better, then I'm training better, then I'm seeing more results, then I feel better to go in the gym and then everything feels more worthwhile and the effort that you're putting in. And, you know, you, you're you someone from the get-go that you say you've always liked keeping active and keeping healthy. And um, I think it's at, at a certain point in your life that you kind of, we always value process-based goals and we're always about how it makes you feel and we wouldn't be having a fitness goal if it didn't make us feel good. But at the same time, I think it's kind of, you should be able to go, I want to go in the gym and I want to do this. You know, I want to, I want to look good and I want to feel good when I go out and address them with my friends. And that shouldn't have to stop at a certain point because 
you have to kind of accept that oh well that's it now because my results are going to slow down and I think as a woman that's quite empowering as well um because if you think about the when we said about there's no kind of direct I guess change to results but the thing that can happen um is that your um your body fat distributes slightly differently so whereas you might put body fat on during the menopause unless your behavior changed and you didn't move as much or whatever um then you you could find that your body fat redistributes so that you're you store more body fat in the middle rather than on your limbs so if, if you're someone that's monitoring your progress through the likes of looking in the mirror and a lot of us you know what it's like we'll look at the, our middle because that's just what we're conditioned to look in certain areas you will find that that's where you maybe start to store a little bit more body fat um, and if you are sort of measuring or anything like that then you might see your your measurement going up of your um of your midriff and that can be quite demotivating as well so seeing those kind of changes to your body particularly if you have got aesthetic goals and like we say if it's like 45 50 that you start going through this of course you know you of course you're going to want to feel good in your body um and you know we're all kind of accepting our bodies and things like that but it obviously can, it can take its toll for your body to be changing in a way that you can't control um so i think i think it's a really empowering thing that women can actually take back that control a little bit and that kind of sinks a little bit deeper than just just a fitness related goal as well mm. yeah absolutely yeah because we why should we feel that we can't do these things just because we're 50 what it's it just doesn't seem right yeah and i think like yeah said, like in the day maybe it was like um back in the day 50 would have been old for example like years yeah, yeah. it's just absolutely not now so you know it's kind of like a case of well the more we talk about it the less we kind of just accept it the more we can start actioning to do about it and to learn more about it so that there are more people that you know there's more studies being done so that people maybe are less afraid to have the conversations or um there's alternative treatments available for those that maybe can't go on to hrt but it starts with us opening up this dialogue and making it and making it more of an issue i guess um which is you know all positive things you seem to have quite a good circle of friends that were quite open about it which is good yes yeah that yeah i think that really really helps having friends um a little bit older and friends and i find myself now talking to friends my age and friends a little bit younger and talking to them um because i think that that gives you the confidence to yeah I, I suppose knowing that my friends were taking it it made it less of a weird unusual thing to do it was just just something that we're all doing now yeah and i guess the first person to start that snowball um is a, i guess that's a kind of stepping out the comfort zone and i know not not everybody is lucky enough to have like a circle of, of friends that would be that open about it as well so it's kind of having it it readily available information and it's spoken about in different circles of life i think is is a really important thing so um no it, it's good that you're obviously able to have those conversations with with your friends um what would you say then have you got any advice for anyone because i know there are a few people that this will be really relevant for in in the client base at the moment have you got anyone that any advice when you're struggling with side effects of kind of perimenopause or menopause and they're trying to kind of hit any fitness goals or just live a good sort of quality of life what would your advice be well and it it does seem like quite a big decision i know to start on the hrt uh, certainly i thought of it as quite a big move i didn't just do it lightly um but i think that it probably is um 
worth doing a bit of research and even giving it a go. I think that women just need to have those choices open to them because we, we do have choices as women, don't we? we? We are given loads of choices over contraception and we're given choices over pregnancy and how you want to give birth to your baby. There's loads of support and advice available. And then there's this massive thing that we go through at the other end of our life and not really anybody's helping us or guiding us or there to show us what what can be done. So I think there's um, I there's some amazing um, information even on social media. Like I think Davina McCall is just incredible. She's um, really at the moment, isn't she? She's doing like documentaries and things. That I, I've, I've meaning to have yeah. on there. Yeah, she she is really. I think she's really fabulous. And there's an amazing doctor who does podcasts called uh, Dr. Louise Newsom, um, and she answers everything that you could ever want to know about it. And I think that just if people are aware of what's involved and know that it's not that big a thing to take it and that there aren't any risks involved and like I said to you you know well if you don't like it just stop taking it it's fine you know just I have a friend she tried it she said she didn't really think it was for her so she stopped taking it um so yeah, that was unusual she was taking other medication that I think was kind of suppressing the effects of what she needed but yeah, definitely talk to people, do some research. Um, but yeah, it will just to, it's hard to know if you really are suffering. Sometimes if the side effects are subtle, it's hard to know that you are suffering them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, just try it, give it a go. See what, you know, if it makes a difference. If like me, you wake up the next day and feel great, you'll know that that's what your body was crying out for. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I think, like you say, having that dialogue and even just having that initial conversation and if you are someone that HRT is appropriate for um, and it is healthy for you to take it, then like you say, trying it and if it's safe for you to, to have it and you don't have any sort of pre-existing conditions or anything like that, then, um, then like you say, it's just a case of stop taking it. If, if you don't particularly feel the effects or you don't particularly like taking it, um, you know, you can only you can only try and, and at least have the conversation, I guess, and, and start that ball rolling. I think for me, from a coaching perspective as well, it's I want to see more coaches having compassion for for it as well. Um, and I think whilst I guess because there's a whole thing of like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't directly affect the result, for example. Um, but there isn't enough compassion around how the side effects and how people feel can affect them hitting a goal um and I think us as coaches being compassionate to how tough that can really be um and obviously we can only really relate that to if we've had maybe bad cycles I guess and we we know how irrational some of those feelings can feel sometimes um but you don't have to have been in someone's shoes to be able to put yourself in someone's shoes I think a little bit of empathy and compassion goes a long way in terms of really communicating with people and understanding what they're feeling and we might necessarily be able to know how it feels but being able to understand how how they're feeling can input impact their behaviors and make things sometimes a little bit tougher for them and how we can just support people through that process I think is really important as well yeah awesome well is there anything that you kind of want to add or anything that you wanted to talk about before we wrap no up? I don't think so I think we've probably covered everything 
I just um I just hope that more women are become less frightened about taking that step because yeah. it really isn't a big scary step at all you know we we don't think twice about taking the pill when we're younger and this is just like that really yeah no 100 so thank you very much for being so open about your experience i really appreciate it um i know it can be quite a thing to talk about and i know that a lot of people listening to this will really benefit from that so i really appreciate you, you coming on and, and talking to people and um kind of debunking a few things around um particularly obviously HRT um, and knowing when's kind of the right time, I guess, to, to reach out for further support. So thank you very much. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys found this helpful as well. Mm -hmm.